In this week's Parsha, we learn about all the Naragalim that go away and plan to say Lashon Hara about the land of Eretz Yisrael. And then when they come back, they start frightening everybody, everybody in Kalal Yisrael. They start frightening them and telling them all of the people that are there are huge giants. We look like ants to them. And they're going to crunch us and they're going to destroy us. And then all of B'nai Israel begins crying, Oh my God, we should have just stayed in the in Israel. Why did we come out to die here in the Midbar, to die in Eretz Israel? Why did Hashem bring us here? And they started attacking Moshe and Aaron. And then Kalev, Kalev ben Yifuneh, one of the two good spies, Kalev and Yoshua were the two good spies. But Kalev gets up, the Pasuk says, Vayahas Kalev. The Pasuk says in this week's parasha, Vayahas Kalev etaam el Moshe. Kalev shushed them to be quiet. And Rashi quotes that what did he do? He started screaming and he said, Guys, guys, is this all that Ben Amram? Son of Amram, that means Moshe Rabbeinu, they didn't use Moshe Rabbeinu's name. He said, is this all that Ben Amram did for us? And everybody thought that he was going to attack Moshe. And then he went ahead and said, no, he split the Yamsu for us. He brought us the man. He's also brought us the meat, the salav, the pheasants when we needed them, the salav. So what? You think he can't do this for us also? You think he can't help us? Of course we should. We, of course, we can do it. We can conquer. We can persevere. Don't worry about it. Nothing to worry about. And then the rest ensues where, whether Kalev is successful or not, um, we know what the end result of the story of the Maragadim is, where we get punished and we have to stay in the Midbar, and everyone of Kali Israel that was from 20 years old really would uh, die until we'd enter into Eretz uh, until we have enough time and Zechutim uh, already to go into Eretz Israel for you. 40, uh, 38 years later. So the question here is, is that if you think about it, there were two good spies. So what happened? Why did we go from, why did we go from Kalev and Yoshua, and only one of them is defending Moshe Rabbeinu? The obvious question here is that why in the world is Yoshua ben Nun not defending Moshe Rabbeinu too? He could have said something. He could have also defended. It might have been even better if he had two people instead of one. What's going on? Why isn't Yoshua also coming to Moshe's defense? To Hashem's defense? What's going on? The Sefer Esh Tamir on this week's parasha answers with an interesting thought. He says, if you look back to last week's parasha, last week's parasha at the end of the parasha, there were two people that sort of stayed behind and had the revelation of Nehuah happen to them. Their names were Eldad and Medad. And they started prophesizing. And when they started prophesizing, they said that Moshe is going to die. He's not going to make it to Israel. And Yoshua Bibinun is going to come and bring the Bnei Israel into Eretz Israel. Comes Eshtamid and says that, you know, what happened, you know what happened the next day? All the front letter, front papers, front pages of all the papers. Right there on the Midbar post. Front page. You know what it said right on there? Yoshua's taking over. Yeshua is the new leader. Put your start investing in Yeshua. The era of the era of Moshe is done. Come, we've time to bring in a new era, era of Yeshua. And then most likely, if this week's parsha comes along, and the spies come along, and they're saying their bad report, and now Yeshua would have come in and said, "No, don't worry about it, guys." You know what everybody would have said? 
Nathan, this is the Yoshua guy. This is the guy that's supposed to be the leader. No wonder, obviously, he wants to go against Eretz Yisrael. No kidding. Obviously, he's got an end. He's got a reason he wants to. And that's what. And what? And that's why Yoshua Binun did not defend Moshe. He knew it would backfire. He looked. He looked. They say, "Zeh Chacham Haroet Anolad." Who's a Chacham? Who's someone who's really wise? Someone who can see a few steps ahead and see what's going to happen. Yoshua Binun knew. Then if I defend Hashem, it's going to backfire. It's going to ruin our chances. Everyone's going to say, oh, he's got an end. That's why. And that's why he wants to stay out of doubt. And he thought about a few, uh, what his actions would lead to. And he didn't do anything. And we see this also later in the Sefer. When Hashem tells Moshe and Aharon in a few parshas after the story with the rock, that the water and the rock, that, you know, you guys are not going to go in there. It's Israel. You guys are going to look at to pass away. We all know Moshe Rabbeinu started praying to Hashem. Vait Hanan. Pray to him 515 times. Hashem, please let me in. Please let me in. Please let me in. The no avail didn't really work. It didn't, uh, Hashem, Hashem said no. But we at least know that he prayed. Hashem says, where's Aaron? You don't see one time Aaron praying. Aaron, you know, he wasn't dying to go into Israel. You really think that Aaron was okay? Yeah, all right. I'll I won't make it into the land of Israel. I won't go. I'll pass away in the midbar. They don't want to go in. What's going on? Well, what's this makes sense if you think about it. And again, the Ish Tamid says, this is another example of looking ahead. If Aaron would have prayed and prayed to go into Israel, you know what the people would have said? Ah, oh, Aaron, this is the guy that wants to go into Israel. You know why he wants to go in? Because when we live in the land of Israel, there's a ton more mitzvot that become relevant. What else becomes relevant? We have Truma becoming relevant, Maaser, Bikurim, a ton of a ton of other Matanot Kohanat, gifts that go to the Kohen are relevant once we enter into Eretz Israel. That's why he wants to go in. Financial gain. He wants to he wants to he wants to uh, expand his wealth. So he knew that it would backfire. So he said, you know what? It's better that I it's better that I don't pray and I do not go into Eretz Israel ever. I never step foot into Eretz Israel rather than be suspected by someone else of having ill intentions and not the good intentions when I, when I serve Hashem or when I pray. And that's a lesson we can all learn, that as difficult as it would be, it's very difficult to think ahead. Bezrat Hashem, we should take the lessons taught from Yoshua and Aaron and think, plan ahead, see what's going to happen a few steps ahead. Bezrat Hashem, to actually see and enter into Eretz Yisrael, to see the Binyana of the Beit Hamikdash, Shabbat Shalom.